0: Can we give thanks? Woo! Woo. So, did y'all have a good spring break. Yeah. Awesome. Hey. Some of us have spent a lot of time together over the course of the last week. Some of us haven't spent any time together at all, but we are one community of Christ followers here. So turn and find somebody who you have not seen in the last week. Give them a high five, a fist bump, and ask them one thing that was memorable from spring break. Sweet. All right, guys. Start taking, maybe take, everybody take one step back so that the people in the front have a way to sit down without being in my spit zone. I've got friends hanging out in the wings over here. All right. Thankfully, you won't need the screen, so you'll be just fine. Awesome. Well, I uh, I hope, it uh, sounds like you guys had a great spring break. I had the amazing privilege of spending uh, the past week in sunny Puerto Rico with about 49 other CM folks. Uh, and in, in order to honor them well, I have to tell you, it was a steezy kind of a trip. It was good. All right. We were doing uh, hurricane relief in 85 degrees sunshine all week. So you guys got to know, I was pumped in giving thanks to the Lord when I woke up this morning and it was snowing. See, nobody got excited about that. All right, whatever. <laughs> hey, it, some of you guys spent last week... And you saw God work in some amazing ways, and you are still riding the wave of your Spring Break Mission trip. We give thanks to God for that. But we also recognize some of us spent the last week uh, sitting at home by ourselves, watching other people have a great time. And there's a sting that comes with that. We, we recognize that that's true for some of us. Some of us spent the last week just cranking, working 40, 50 hours, trying to make some money last week. And uh, some of us spent the last week partying and... Uh, we're walking in here with some regret and uh, feeling uh, the dissonance of our relationship with God and the, and, and the experiences of the past week. I got good news for all of us. Whether you were on a trip last week and you were still riding that high, or last week you were partying and you were walking into this place with a load of regret sitting on your shoulders, I got good news for both of you and everybody in between. You want to know what the good news is? What? You, you are exactly where you need to be, exactly where you need to be for God to do a transforming work in your life. You didn't miss it. The boat didn't leave without you. Isn't that good news? Like right here, man, right now, tonight is exactly where you need to be to receive all that God has for you in Jesus Christ. Is that good news? That is good news. And I'm convinced of this, guys. I'm convinced of it because of what God's Word says. This year, I'm working my way through Colossians. Uh, Each year, I try to take on the task of memorizing uh, a book of the Bible. I don't say that to Boast, I just say that because I need accountability. I need you guys to ask me questions about that, so I don't lose sight of it. Uh, the last couple of years, I've managed to do a few of Paul's letters. This year, I am working on Colossians, and the reason I the reason I even tell you about that is because that practice has been so transformative in my life. The practice of memorizing God's Word and letting Him write His Word on my heart has been so transformative in my life that I would uh, commend it to any of you to just take on the task of letting God write His Word on your heart by memorizing it. It has transformed my life in all kinds of powerful ways, and one of the ways is that I've literally been saying over and over and over and over again these words from Paul's letter to Colossians, and as I say these words, I've become convinced that no matter what you bring into this place tonight, God wants to transform your life through His Son, Jesus Christ, by telling you who you are and by letting you walk step-by-step into who you are becoming in Christ. That is so good. So the message tonight is really just right out of the words of the Apostle Paul to the Christians living in Colossae. The portions that I'm going to uh, share with you, kind of in spoken word fashion, Paul, honestly, he could have tweeted this last night in a series of tweets, and it would be the exact same words that he wrote 2,000 years ago. Those are the parts I want to share with you tonight. Some of the book is really complex, and it requires taking back layers of time and history to try to understand it. Some of it, though, man, if Paul tweeted it out last night, it would be the same. Those are the parts that I want to share with you tonight. So what I want you to do is hear these words from our Father who wants you to know who you are and who you are becoming in Jesus Christ. You down for that? All right. Here we go. The book of Colossians. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Because we know about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people. The faith and the love that spring from the hope that is held out for you in heaven. And that you have already heard about in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. For this gospel has been bearing fruit and growing across the whole world. Just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. It's for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We keep on asking the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ to fill you with the knowledge of his wisdom and understanding. With all the insight that the Spirit gives. So that you may live a life that is worthy of the Lord and please Him in all circumstances by bearing fruit in every good work, by growing in the knowledge of God, by being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you all may have complete endurance and patience as you joyfully give thanks to the Father who has qualified you. Did you hear me? That has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and placed us in the kingdom <laughs> of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. For the Son is the visible image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Christ all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether they are thrones or rulers or powers or authorities, all things have been created by Christ and for Christ. But Christ is before all things, but in Christ all things hold together. And in Christ, who is the head of the body, the church, he is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead, so that in Christ he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to let all his fullness dwell in Christ. And through Christ, to reconcile to himself all things. Things in heaven and on earth. By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. For once, you were alienated from God. Hostile in your mind. Demonstrated by your behavior. But now. Now you have been reconciled by Christ's physical body through death in order that he might present you holy, pure, and righteous in his sight. If you only continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope that is yours in the gospel. For when you were dead, in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your hearts, Christ made you alive. He forgave all our sins. He canceled the obligation of our debts, which stood against us and condemned us. He took it away and he nailed it to the cross having completely undressed all the power and authority of this world by his victory over them in the cross of Christ. Somebody say amen. 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 Therefore, friends, because of all of these things that God has already done, because of them, set your heart On things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, for you have died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. So put to death. Can you hear me? Death, whatever belongs to your sinful nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, greed, all of this is idolatry. It's because of these things that the wrath of God is coming. Now, you used to live this way in the life you once lived, but now, now you must rid yourselves of all these things, anger, rage, Malice, slander, filthy language from your lips, guys, don't lie to each other. Since you've taken off the old self and its practices, you've put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and in the image of its creator. Because here, here in this place, there's no insiders and outsiders. There's no citizens and foreigners. There's no black, white, rich, poor. Christ is all. And in all, as God's chosen people, holy, dearly loved, say dearly loved, dearly loved, loved. clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another. Forgive each other. If any of you has a grievance against one other person, forgive. Just as God forgave you. And over all these things, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. My friends, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. As members of one body, you're called to peace. Be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another. As with all wisdom, you sing psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. You lift up songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, Puerto Rico, you know what's coming. Whatever you do, whether it's with your words or with your actions, do it all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to the Father through him. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Did you hear who you are? Did you catch it? Did you hear who Jesus Christ says you are and what he has done for you? Did you hear that you're qualified? Did you hear that you're accepted? Did you hear that you're redeemed? Did you hear that you're forgiven? that you're alive, that you're holy, that you're pure, that you're righteous, that you're chosen, that you are dearly loved. These are all things Christ has already done. These things are already true. They're not going to be true in the future. They're true right now, all in the past tense. This has been done for you, past tense with current implications. Already done for you because of what Christ has done on the cross this is who we are. What if, what if we actually believed that? Dude, how cool would that be? What if we actually took God's word about what he has done and actually believed that we as his people are qualified, accepted, redeemed, forgiven, reconciled, alive, holy, pure, righteous, chosen, and dearly loved? Can you imagine 600 people walking out of this place tonight and saying we are going together as the body of Christ in this place, we are going to live for the rest of this semester, just as an experiment. We're just going to live for the rest of this semester as if what God says here is true. Man, what would it look like for us to take up this new life, to take off all the, the, the old life? The old identity, which is sinful and rejected, all the sin in our life, all the stuff that just sticks to us and just always seems to to snipe at our heels when it comes to sin, it all goes back to this same thing, this old identity, sinful and rejected. You can trace it all the way back. What if we said, no, we're going to take off that old life. We're going to put on our new identity, holy, dearly loved. Turn to the person next to you say, you know something? You look real holy tonight. <laughs> now turn to somebody else, give them a hug, and tell them you're dearly loved. You are dearly loved. Dearly loved, give him a hug. Man. Guys, what would it look like? If we were to embrace this new identity that is ours in Christ, holy and dearly loved. A life where we stop living out of that old identity and embrace the new one. Because I'll tell you the truth. The only thing, the only thing that is standing between us literally embracing all the fullness that God has for us in Christ is our willingness to receive this new identity and to embrace the life that flows out of that identity. That's all that's standing in the way. God actually wants this for us. That's why Paul just keeps on praying. He's got, he's completely shameless about the whole thing. He says, I keep on asking God over and over and over again to fill you. Because he knows this is exactly what God wants to do. There's no doubt about it. Here's the good news, guys. If you're hungry, hungry for more of God's presence and power in your life. And that's what that was a theme from our trip. I heard over and over again just a hunger for more of God's presence and God's power, the good news. Paul says, just ask for it. Just ask for it and then be willing to receive it. It'll change your life because it's the power of God. I keep on asking God to fill you more and more and more with His Spirit, with all the knowledge and insight that the Spirit can give in order that you, each of you, and all of you, all of us together, can live lives that are worthy of the Lord Jesus Christ and please Him in all circumstances. You know what all circumstances means? All circumstances means, wait for this, get ready to write it down. All circumstances. Oh! It means in your classes. It means with your roommates. It means in your clinicals. It means in your, your uh, student teaching. It means it's your job. It means if you're working at Panda, baby, you do that to the glory of Jesus Christ, right? All things. Imagine five, six hundred of us walking out of this room tonight and saying, for the next six weeks, we are setting our hearts, we are setting our minds on the purpose and the person of Jesus Christ, and we are going to do everything that is in us for his glory. Yes. You in? Then let's offer this up in prayer to the Lord Jesus. We want you to be glorified on our campus. We, God, want to receive all that you have for us in Christ. We don't want anything to be held back. God, so if there's anything that is in our lives that is standing in the way of us receiving all that you have for us and embracing the life that you are uh, putting right in front of us and calling us to, God, get it out of the way. May it be put to death so that the new life of Jesus Christ can, come, uh, can arise in us fully and completely. So wash us, Lord, and show us your forgiveness so that we can embrace our true identity, Holy and dearly loved through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is in his name that we pray and we believe. Amen.